motherfuckers in school were telling me always in a barber shop. What's up, man? Motherfuckers in the barbershop wave this podcast on the planet from the hood where we do it most good. It's your boy Osh. You can follow me on Twitter at 10 Stacks. I got Lando and Be Nice in here with me. Lando, you can follow him at. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at the Tackler1711 and at the Motherfuckers in the Barbershop Podcast page. And Be Nice, you can follow him at. On the gram, you can follow me at Be Nice2 underscores and on Twitter at 2 underscores Be Nice. Let's just jump right into it, fellas. We just saw probably one of the best games of the NBA playoffs. Too much, uh, huh? You got a little bit too much intensity huh? in your voice. I think you need to tone it down. We just a saw bit. probably what could possibly be one of the best uh, playoff games we had this this season. Uh, could be a turning point in the series. This could because if the Rockets would have lost, I'm pretty sure it would have been a well. That's the series, fellas. But, uh, you know, they, the Warriors are the NBA champions, so you got to give them a little bit more grace when it comes to like this. Lando, what do you think about the game you just saw, Rockets versus Warriors, game five? I, I want to go back to the game four for a second. Oh. Uh, I do think Houston played really tough defense down the stretch. I was really impressed on the uh, the ball movement, the team defense that they played. They won that game. They They deserve it. They deserve the game tonight. Draymond Green didn't make a mistake. He bobbled and fumbled the ball. Uh, Quentin Cook, uh, uh, Cook, he shouldn't have been in the game. I don't know why he was in the game, but hey, he had an open shot. All right, so the stage was too big for him, and he missed it. Going back to game four, right? Do you blame Steve Kerr for not calling timeout? I don't. I don't because they they like to get go out and transition. I blame Kevin Durant for not taking the shot. Kate, nobody on the floor check you. Seven foot jump shot shoot. I don't know why you pass it to Clay when he's got a guy dragging on him. I just didn't get that. Like that's what they pay you for, KD. Those are the moment. That's what you're there for. That's what he took less money for. Yeah, yeah. Be nice. That's a question. Um, just give me some reactions to Game Five, Rockets Warriors. I mean, the man who controls the ship, who we give a lot of credit to when they win, also deserves a lot of credit when they lose. Draymond Green is the driving force behind this team. In 2016, when they lost, him not playing changed the series. And some of those other series, 2015, his defense propelled them into the finals primarily. He allowed everything to flow well, him being a small boss, and it changed the whole organization. And in this series today, I can tell you, in all the games that they've lost, I've seen some terrible performances from Draymond Green. Starting with game two, when they got blew out, he just looked like somebody who didn't know how to play basketball. Look like a bum. We already know, he, offensively, as far as scoring, he's not that talented. And today, specifically, we've seen he has no bounce. He gets shitted on. He get his ball just palm. He going up for dunks, people palm. I've never seen blocks this clean on body-to-body dunks. They just palming the ball right out of his he hand. Can't through that shit. Terrible. Out of there. Dan no hand, no wrist, no, all, literally, Lando, all ball. The turnovers, the decision-making, terrible. What about the fumble at the end? I mean, that was just goofy goober type shit. It wasn't like Steph, <laughs> Steph did the right thing. Because realistically in that situation, that was literally the best option. Steph Curry, and he, no, no, and go back to Draymond. No, no, I feel you. Why didn't he call timeout on the baseline when he was trapped? Now you can't advance the ball. You took one pass, and this nigga was going out of bounds. And instead of calling timeout, he threw it back into Kevon Looney. What the fuck is you thinking? 
That shit don't make no sense. It don't help you at all. What about his uh? Instead of grabbing the rebound on the step, the tip out. He tipped out five balls in the four. The nigga hooping terrible right now. And this is like, like I said, people. Lando tried to pinpoint the one bobble at the end. That was the last thing that happened. He played like a ham the whole four. Yeah, quarter. but that was just the icing on the cake. Like he made like, one three, but prior to that, he missed wait, a layup and got his own tip. Wait, nigga, no, you missed and, the layup. And, that, and those two shots. That's why I gave him a pass. That's why I didn't but bring him up. But he missed the layup. Because he hit the, no, he hit the three. He missed the layup, but he tapped it back in. I ain't got that no bobble. Hold on, that bobble. The bobble, the worst shit. The shit like hit his knee, his foot, and everything on his head. He was nervous, and that's what I'm saying. Like stuff, you gotta take that shot. Like, no, he should have passed the ball I, to him. I'm not saying that it was. It wasn't a situation where Draymond made it into something it should have been. Draymond caught it, thinking, oh, "I'm finna do something." He was just passing it so we can get another pass going, so I can get into the front court and make a move. This is just a layover. We got like it was what six seconds they had like six point two. He passed it up. I think it probably was around like the five or four second mark at that time. It's still enough time for Draymond to either pump fake, jab step, and allow Steph to get up court, let, allow Kevin Durant to get up court, and allow Clay to make a move. He was moving in motion as if oh I got him beat. I'm it, finna, that's it, where it, he fucked up. It at. really looked like if he would have caught that, he would have went and dunked that bitch. Yeah. Like, that's what that's what Daniel his motion was. Oh, I, this bitch touched my hand. I'm scoring. And that's I, I just hit the three. You I just do what my you layup. really do. Don't try to play out of your element. And you went back to game four. I don't disagree with with Clay Thompson getting the ball or or shooting necessarily. The problem is is that Kevin Durant was not comfortable in that situation and he played like a ham. Like you said, you don't need a call timeout. You seven foot. You got Steph Curry. You break the defense down. You take the inbound out. You go make a play. You get a full full head of steam. You don't need to call a timeout. The problem was Kevin Durant was not comfortable with his decision making, and that's something we've seen clearly from him and Steph. Both of them niggas get pressured, and they act like they don't know how to handle the shit. You want the the title, the pressure, the the accolade of being all time greats. When somebody in your face, you gotta make a move, and you can't be thinking. And I've seen this this shit from Steph. It's starting to bother me. You see, go back to, to when the Cavaliers won in 2016. People want to talk about, oh, you know, Kyrie hit a shot and everybody did this and that. And Steph was hurt. Don't get me wrong. He was hurt. He, was, uh, he went cold. He was a lot more worn down that year. But at the end of that game, he did an in and out and had a lane past Kevin Love and tried to go back to the behind-the-back move for the three. And he did that same shit tonight. It was probably like... He did that shit game four, too. He, it was probably like 87 to 85 or 85, 87, 86, and he did the same shit, and I think that's when they got the shot clock violation. He threw the ball yeah. to step. That Ooh. was some stupid shit. That's some and, shit. And see, and that's why I don't, well, before you go, that's why I don't blame Draymond, because after that, me also was watching the game, I'm like, what the fuck are they did? Ain't no way that team's going to get a shot clock yeah, violation. I don't think it's no way but to That was Steph Curry's fault. Yeah, I don't, it's no way the ghost they were should ever, ever get a shot clock 24 seconds. Like, not even, just the shot up like you got four three niggas that can at least get the, I think one of the big problems is especially like the recent games they have not been trying to get Clay involved it seemed like they were game one they did and I was like Clay at 28 and it was like it was so easy like oh it was like how can the Rockets beat these niggas once Clay involved they focusing too much on getting Steph involved when they really need to focus on getting Clay involved like I talk a lot of shit about Clay Thompson but if he shoot the ball enough he gonna make more than half of the shit he shoot you might as well let keep, nigga keep shooting. He's six seven. He tall enough. They got they like the Rockets switch so much stuff that he gonna get a, a good matchup eventually. But mm-hmm. they really focusing on this Kevin Durant in the post, Steph Curry isolation. Let's get him hot for this quarter, and it just don't work that way with Kevin Durant no more. The team it don't work as well as it should have been working because the Warriors been a play team. But I think that the to a lesser situation, 
And this isn't definitely 100% not to make excuses, but this series isn't going this way if Iguodala Dollar plays game four. Mm-hmm. And that's just, to me, that's... And that, this is not taking nothing away from what the Rockets did, and they probably still would have had a good chance of winning that series, winning that game, because Chris Paul played amazing down the four-quarter stretch. You, you're getting big buckets from P.J. Tucker. You're getting great defense from Trevor Reza. Eric Gordon is coming in and playing phenomenal. But the shit, like today, the Warriors had four points off the bench. I'm not saying Iguodala going to score 16, but <laughs> he going to give... He going to... A... He is not afraid to shoot the three like Sean Livingston is. He might make one of the bitches. Shoot at all. Exactly. He might dunk on you. He gonna get a steal and he gonna have like four assists. Hmm. So it's just the comfort level ain't there with him not being there. And like I said, the, I'm just not taking nothing away from the Rockets taking advantage of him being hurt. But to say that the Warriors are not keying in on, on Clay Thompson, which I do agree with, they're not trying to get him going. To them, they kind of felt like it was more important to get Steph going because he wasn't comfortable, which is something that you've been saying too, and. It doesn't make sense as to why the offense is flowing through Kevin Durant as much as it is. <laughs> and, and in a sense, why, if we see, you don't have to pick and roll with a center. The Rockets yeah. are picking and rolling with Chris Paul and James to get the preferable matchup. Why can't we do the same thing with Steph Curry and, Cle- and, and Kevin Durant? Or Steph, Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson. Kevin Durant and anybody <laughs> other than Draymond Green. Because he's not a threat to score. That's what the pick and roll should be about. It should be about a threat to score on the opposite side of that. And they're not doing that. And this fall on Steve Kerr. It comes down to his rotations, not taking certain timeouts. And you can't talk about that game for the end of the game because Draymond was, was calling for a timeout. Mm-hmm. He saw the trouble happening. The refs didn't call it. And it is what it is. So, you know, I'm not necessarily worried or bothered. We got a situation where, you know, like I said, we're not making excuses for Iguodala not being there, but I think that both of these go- games play out complete. Obviously, they play out differently with another player adding into the mix, which is just clear. But I think that Chris Paul did not play that last play of the game yeah. on on defense. And Chris Paul looked like he was ready to bite a nigga ear off tonight. <laughs> For him to not get up, that hamstring is really hurt. Yeah, isn't it? All right. So what about, let's talk about the Rockets a little bit. Because um, game four, they started off flat as hell. And then James Harden kind of woke him up. Yeah. And then this game, Chris Paul was 0 for 7 in the first half. And I think at halftime, he like, hey, look, this might be my – he damn near probably felt his hamstring coming out. Look, this might be my last shot. Let me go out there and play the best basketball I've ever played in my life. And he went out there and performed at a level. That's like, damn, we almost forget that Chris Paul probably was one of the best – like, niggas don't even talk about Chris Paul being top three point guard and shit no more. But it's like, you see some shit like this today, you like, maybe this nigga – He's not as old as you think he is, even though he's old as fuck. What do you what are you seeing in the Rockets right now that you like? Or don't I'm like? seeing hunger and I'm seeing toughness. And it's one of those things like, you know, Golden State has been there four times in a row or in the Western Conference Finals. So mm-hmm. it's it's looking like fatigue a little bit. It's just looking like that hunger out there. Houston looks hungry. It looked aggressive. And I gotta get my hats off to James Harden, man. That game four, I mean, he played amazing. That dunk on Draymond, that might have changed the whole Series, man. I, I, I like stopped and like me and Prairie was both quiet like for about two minutes. Like, whoa. He just banged him. He just banged him. So, yeah, that might be Chris Paul's playing scrappy and he's going that stuff. What about, all right, so today, like I said, Chris Paul was over seven yeah. first half. James Harden over 10 from three whole game. He I mean, damn near really wanted to choke this bitch away. If it was him by himself, he would have lost. He, hey, he Flash, was nervous. Flash, he was nervous. Flash Gordon came ready to play. He was nervous. So, what are you saying? What are you. I can't say James Harden gonna play this bad again. Nah, and he, the Warriors, he's not. I but, can't even. But Gordon, Gordon played a good game today. Eric Gordon, yeah. So that's a, a good game. So who would you shout out for this game? I got to shout out Gordon. Gordon came ready to play. Uh, I got to shout 
Capello at some point, I mean, they've been playing good defense. So I got to give them a good team. Green hit three big threes in the first half. Yeah, so. Green. All right, so Bina, what you got? What you got to say about the Rockets so far? I think man? that they losing seven, and it's unfortunate because they they have played hard. They got the hunger. Right now, it come down to what we know. Sports in general come down. It's a game of luck to some degree. It's a it game is. of health to some it's really, degree. It's a game of putting yourself man. in positions. You know man. what I'm saying? Chris Paul, I saw something from him tonight after the game. It wasn't necessarily after the game. It was down to the final, the final play when Draymond bobbled the ball. Prior to that inbound, he was sitting on the bench, and the athletic trainer was sitting next to him, guy in a funny-looking blue suit. Man. And Chris Jeez, Paul had red eyes from tears for him. And I think you keyed in on what he, what you just said was he knew. All right, I'm and almost like Richard Sherman. Like he, he said, he had been telling people, hey, my Achilles ain't feeling so good. I'm going to give y'all what I got. I think Chris Ward knew that. And he said, all right, look, this, I'm going to be worse in game six regardless. <laughs> right now, I'm still kind of loose because we're in the middle of the game. And like you say, probably when halftime told him, hey, look, I'm playing like ass. James playing like ass. You you might not be able to play no better than this, James, but you know how to get to the free throw line. And we yeah. saw James Harden go from one free throw attempted to like nine in two minutes. He just turned into the, the arms out. Uh, hey, who, <laughs> yeah, he who, was wanted, who wants to smack my shit? Smack, smack my, my arms, shit, please. Yeah. So I think Chris Paul told them, I'm going to put y'all in the best position I can. This is all I got in the tank. We're going to take this one at home. I might not play game six. I holler at y'all game seven if I can, but I gave y'all everything I had. And James, you want to say you're one of these great players. Eric Ooh. Gordon, you are, you are a six man and could be a starter somewhere else. If I can't play game six and seven, you got to strap your nuts on. Please. And to me, I think that that's, that's valiant. I don't really care for Chris Paul. I think he kind of a dirty player sometimes. And he, he got some bitch-ass tendencies yeah. every now and again. This shit kind of changed this, my view of Chris but Paul a lot. It, it is. Like, I always kind of liked Chris Paul. I never had, like, that big beef with a lot of niggas having Chris Paul. Because I, I never really nerd, no, noticed I like he was Chris dirty. Paul. He just, it's once, he, he started to look like a crybaby. Yeah. Which is unfortunate because he was dealt some bold-ass hands. Having to deal with Doc Rivers <laughs> and Blake Griffin for all them years. I ain't really got no beef with a nigga that had to deal with that. Not having on small forward for so many years. No, that was was a bad thing. Matt Barnes was playing really good. But they ran out of gas. They just ran out of gas. That's just like some, I mean, like dinner was going on right now. I think the Warriors ran out of gas. but I don't think it's a physical fatigue with the Warriors, though. I think it's a portion of, from what I've seen, it's more so mental fatigue and complacency. Oh, no, that 12-point like, fourth quarter You go four straight years playing over 100 games. No, no, it, no, it no I'm not disagreeing with the fact that they probably are tired, but I'm saying the more waning thing to me is, like you said, in a, in a, in a sense, and why I, I labeled it as mental fatigue, is the hunger. Like, yes. you not being having no intensity right there when it's a loose ball right there, you kind of looking at it like, yeah. I got two rings already. It was a, and it's a chance that I'll be back. It was year. a loose rebound where, like, Clay and yeah. somebody else was right in between. And it got tipped one. Yeah. Grabbed yeah, it was, I think it was Steph. It was, like, 90 to 86 at that point. KD or Draymond tipped it, and Steph just kind of turned over his shoulder and looked, and it's like, you a two-time MVP. I think, I think, Mark D'Antonio, when they got blew out by 40 game three, he made a very good point, but he just looked so ugly that you really can't believe any point he made because he's so defensive and ugly and shit about that. But he made a good point. The pressure really all on the Warriors. Yeah. If we lose, we lost. We ain't got four All-Stars. But they do. And they've been here. They've been here four years in a row. Every This really all on their shoulders. And I think Steve Kerr, throughout the season, I kind of criticized him, especially about that Suns game. But them niggas don't look like they – Kevin Durant – Last year he gave him like the he a young dog in the in the house with the old dogs. So 
So now it's like, oh, we got a little energy going around. He want to win championship. You know, I was like, ah, that's cool. But now Kevin Durant, you know, he's such a lame nigga. He all like, you know, fuck it. You know, I'm NBA champion. I, I love the game different. Now. I got too much passion for the game. He think he, he think he's something that he really not right now. It's like, bro, come on. Now, anybody, if Russell Westbrook or James Harden went to Warriors, they would have won that championship too, bro. You not... You gotta really you you ain't bringing it like you should be bringing. You ain't bringing it like last year. But but yeah, like I said, like just that hunger. Because when they went on that, when they was up 12, 82 to seventy, any other team would have folded. Yeah, that would have been over with. Houston didn't. Yeah, they kept and they they locked in defensively, and that's and that's what it looked like it's shaking up Golden State. And I, I still think the Warriors can win it in seven, but that's what's shaking them up down the stretch. The last two games and the last two minutes, they don't look comfortable. Kind of does Chris Paul play game six? Yeah. Yeah, you got to go out to do anything to get him off the floor. He ain't like Iguodala. Like he, he's gonna come out there. And play. I think Iguodala <laughs> really hurt though. I think no, he for real because he wouldn't do that. This is unbelievable. <laughs> I don't know, man. This, this, this is the unbelievable. He wouldn't miss two. He wouldn't miss two if he wasn't really hurt. Lando, this is I'm dead serious. Look, Nick Young, <laughs> Sean Livingston. He he knew that. It, look, first of all, we watching Steph Curry get tormented. But then it's somehow somebody worse on defense on the floor if David West or Kevon Looney is out there. Hey, no nigga is this. knowledgeable. Nobody would. Put their team on somebody. If you was on the Warriors and you was on the sideline watching your boy Kevon Looney get his ankles twisted across the court every other play, you you would be killing yourself to not play. You would want to play. I would have played. <laughs> I would have like Will Frederick. I would have went out there and just see what I see what I had, bro. Steve Kerr that's said that. He said that's 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 Steve Kerr said that Iggy is dying to play, but it's not right. He not there health wise. I think, and this is to me is this is what the issue was. I honestly don't think that Iguodala was the one who chose to sit out. I think that he was close to healthy enough to play and probably be ready for Game Six. This is the problem: is that the Warriors knew this was going to happen. They knew they was going to be within an arm's reach of winning this game without him. So why chance it? Because if you get hurt further, not to say that it don't really matter in the finals anyways. They probably going to, whoever come out the West probably going to blow the other team out anyways. But I just think they didn't want to chance it, and they didn't win with him on the floor and he got hurt more. I mean, I just, I, I've seen. I don't disagree like with, said, with the willpower of a yeah, man. You got you to gotta, gotta, gotta toughen it out. What do you, you think, the Chris Paul play game six? I think he's going to give it a go. I don't think he's going to play the whole game. Literally, he had tears in his eyes. I don't see that often from people. And this this wasn't a... Because it, it was necessarily no reason for him to be crying. It had to be the fact of not pain. Because we, you know, not it to say that... It was emotional building. They had the same It was, but yeah. I don't know how emotionally tied to that he was to be crying. And some men just not necessarily going to cry over something like that. Not to say that it's not cry worthy. He might not have been as emotionally tied to that to, to be feeling that. No, but I'm saying this is first Western Conference Finals. This is his first. Yeah. So he this close. He one game away from going to the championship. That looked more like a pain. Like I ain't gonna be able to go. Like, especially no, I, sitting next to the athletic trainer talking to him. That looked more like a. I gave this everything I had. Like you know what I'm saying. I, if I, this don't work, I gave it to him. I'm I think, sorry. I think he go. He go try I, to get I it. I think. Away. No, no. I said. I think he gonna try. I just don't see him playing the whole game. I see people saying that they think Chris Paul should sit for Game Six. That's stupid. I think that might be the stupidest take. If anybody's ever making that take, y'all just got <laughs> called them niggas an idiot. This. We ain't talking about the fucking Raptors here, nigga. If you don't play game six at all, them niggas gonna get blew out. <laughs> and it's like, blew and that, out. and it's the word that blowout gonna turn yeah, into it's gonna another. Take over into the next game. <laughs> then he gonna be rusty. He gonna be still injured in game seven and get his ass blew out with. Maybe he give you five points and a couple steals, but it just shifts the way the game is played. Or maybe it's like a it's like a Rocky thing. You see a man's out here like hopping around, and the rest of the Rockets play good at Oracle. Yeah, it just don't make sense for him to sit out. He's yeah. gonna try to play. I just don't think he's gonna play the whole game. 
he's gonna be like a, a martyr. I still think they're gonna lose in seven. This is just me talking. Him crying on the bench, that was the lasting image to me is where I saw you win this game, but you look like you you won the battle, but you ain't finna win this war. All right, be nice. Are you worried? Mm. Uh, I, I, Am I worried? Be nice. If Chris Paul wasn't hurt, I'd be worried. Ooh. And that's the honest thing. Shout Livingston, I like that nigga, but not being able to shoot threes and me not guaranteeing that he ain't gonna be able to play. You putting too much blame on like Sean Livingston. I'm blaming Quinn Cook for even shooting that shot. That's why. So, but at the same time, he bobbled that bitch, and once he bobbled that bitch, I'm like, all right, please don't shoot that. Yeah, that was the problem. But it's like, oh, I'm still so open. But it's like that's a bad shot, nigga. What did you think? But bro. if you would have thought we got a shit beat, <laughs> he would have got, got his shit, shit beat, and that would have demoralized. Maybe somebody else could have got the ball there. That's what, but it would have looked bad because yeah. the next time down, if he was open again, it's like this nigga can't shoot. Yeah. He was just wide open. He had to reset. Pass to somebody. Look <laughs> he bobbled that nigga. Who bobbled. is this? Who bobbling that? Who put him on the team? All right, Cavaliers, Boston. Another series I didn't think was gonna be three two like this. The one I, the Rock series I thought was gonna be three two like this. But this series I didn't think it was gonna be three two like this. Lando, what are you seeing from these series? This this series in general. I'm not gonna lie, man. The, the starting five for the Cavs are bad, man. Lando, <laughs> like, bro, no, listen, 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 listen. No, listen. They had like ten points in the first half, man. All combined, I saw LeBron. I thought J.R. Smith, Lando. I told After this you contract this two up, games ago. he has to retire. I don't see nobody else picking up J.R. Smith. I told you this two I don't, games ago. I don't see ago. George Hill. He, I know he played with energy, but it may be time for him to do something else. And Kevin Love is a role player. He's not even an all-star to me. Kevin Love is a role player. And I told you this two games ago. You, hey, you did, man. And I'm like, you know what? I give them something. They went home. I'm like, okay, they played straight home. I'm a fan. He's been doing this hey, shit. Hey, man, that's probably the worst starting five to make it to the like, if you look at finals. If you look at offensively, JR's talent from scoring three-pointers, being able to dunk, can put the ball on the floor, it's no reason why he should not have been a better overall player at 30, 32 years old. This is just who he is. He's just inconsistent. Sometimes he plays, sometimes he don't. Listen, bro, JR Smith, 26 points. I mean, 26 minutes, two points. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it ain't nothing I can say about that. I was telling this be nice just the other day. I don't even want the Cavs to go to the final. I don't want to see Brown play with them niggas. No more. I'm, he this, don't want to. I, he don't, is that, he, if I always thought Brown stand, I can't see him staying now. No, I was, I was telling people that he can't stay with this roster. He can't stay. And them getting that eighth pick just, just made it even worse. Yeah, because now I was like, I ain't going to get nobody that good. Like, fuck these niggas. I, I don't know. Like, I think the Cavs, you know, they're they the home Cavs. J.R. Smith the type of nigga who needs to sleep in his own bed before he wake up and shit like that. So, they probably going to end up winning this game just so Brian can win in game seven. But I, I really would. I'd rather see Boston in the finals. I wouldn't. I would. Because I just don't want to see LeBron get blew out. <laughs> you know what else, though? You know what else, though? No. I'd rather see him lose again by 13 points to see him get blew out. Honestly, no, no lie. I think if, if he played against Houston, he could win. Well, if Chris Ball stay hurt like this, yeah. Yeah, he, they, they could beat Houston. But Kyrie Irving do not want Boston to win. Yeah. No, nah, because they make him look worthless. Yeah, that that he definitely I mean, he already, don't want. Theoretically, he look worthless right now. It's like, hey, look. Yeah, they really, don't need him. <laughs> <laughs> they don't need him, and the Cavs don't need him. Yeah. They didn't even win a championship, but they don't need him. To, I don't know. I think that. I mean, the Cavs need him, but like they don't need him like that. The Cavs is terrible. I think that this is not a fixable situation. LeBron James has to leave. I've been saying this. JR's a bum. 
realistic, and I told y'all this, the two best players on his team, as far as consistency, are Kevin Love and Kyle Corver. Nah, two best niggas. I don't Kyle Corver, Jeff Green. I go. And Jeff Green suck. Yeah, Jeff Green Kevin Love suck. Is, I don't know what this guy, I don't know what he is. Yeah, I ain't never seen, like, he then is showing his ass. Kevin Love, I think, is, he's scared of the moment. And it's not, because talent-wise, you could talk about stat pad in Minnesota. He ain't better than this. <laughs> Yeah, he's better than he me. Better than I like the rest of the league. I think he is, bro. I just think he's a step ahead, honestly. I don't think he is. I really don't think he is. I think he is. What, and people used to argue about him and Boss. Boss is better than Kevin Love. It is. There I'm is not no, saying that. I'm not saying that. There is no analysis I can truly give on this series. Because Brad Stevens, they might end up losing this game away because that, that, that Boston team just can't play on the road. That young shit just don't transfer. But this, it's just like the Cavs, what, who are these niggas? You almost just want to ask, like, you you dare want LeBron to not play for a minute and just be like, all right, let's see what Ty Luke can cook up with bum ass niggas. Cause lined up this nigga talking about he thought that who Samaj Ojalay, Ty Luke said that he thought Ojalay was gonna play more minutes and that's why he didn't play Kyle Corbin. I think that's the matchup I, he wanted. Honestly, I think once the game got out of hand, he's like, hey, Kyle, we just gonna use you when we get back. <laughs> when we get back home. Honestly, I think that think. you shit gonna wear off in this game six too. Not necessarily more on Boston side, but I think that the shit that Lando been saying this whole series, whole playoffs, really. Bro, players yeah. play better at home. I don't see it from J.R. Smith and George Hill. Wait, oh, oh, no, no, no. J.R. No. and George Hill, they played a lot better game three and game yeah, four. Yeah, but and that's why I thought going back to wait, Boston but and showing their ass like this, I don't think they're going to play no, better game no, no, six. No, 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 They, they definitely are going to play better game. Because the only person that really played good for Boston was Tatum. That's the worst part is that the – these niggas is gonna win game six. That's yeah, the worst thing that's fucked up. They gonna win game six just to know. just to set up a LeBron game seven where he possibly gonna win and then get hit that blew out by somebody in the finals and I'm gonna be sick as hell because I gotta watch that shit. That's what's <laughs> I don't shit. think I don't think Houston if Houston gets there I don't think Houston can beat him. Listen, I'm worried. Hey, if Brock gets to the finals and he play Houston, I'm cheering for that nigga because I don't want to see Chris Paul win no championship. <laughs> I want to see Gerald Green win one up. That's unfortunate. Man, I just, I just don't. They don't got nobody that can check LeBron. I want to see Gerald Green win one too, but Chris Paul, I don't fuck with that nigga. All right, um, that's that's pretty much all we got. It's, it's no analysis we can give on that series, really. It's just really all gut check feeling. That shit too up and down. That shit going to eighty three points and shit like that. Fuck <laughs> that series ain't bad. We got one series that's basketball, and the other series is just niggas bombs on both sides hooping and shit, dog. Niggas no, no, just ain't bombs. They just young. They man, that's them niggas out there looking like twenty one run, bro. They just running, dog. Just hoopers. Like Jalen Brown, pro am. She looks like pro am. Cal knowledge to use. Celtics would be a lot better. He just got bad shot selection. He more so is the reason why they can't play good on the road. He just be tagging that bitch. It's like, damn, bro. Then you got somebody like Marcus Morris who is thrown into the position of being a vet because he's playing with 19-year-olds. So, it's like, he's really not a vet. The nigga only been in the league for five years. He ain't taking bad-ass shots, too. Hey, that nigga opened his mouth, bro. This is another thing. This has been, we, we ain't do shout-outs yet and shaking my heads, but the whole NBA season, I've been shaking my head and niggas opening their mouth, bro. Stop saying shit, and then you don't back that shit up. Nigga talked about stopping Brian, got his ass torched. <laughs> got lit the fuck up. Damon Lillard was, <laughs> Lilly was doing all that talking. He made first NBA All-NBA team today, so shout-out to him. He averaged 28 and 8 and like six, or six, six rebounds or something like that in the regular season. Nigga averaged 18 points in the playoffs. Stop talking. I'm tired of niggas opening their mouth and they ain't backing that shit up, bro. Paul George called himself fucking playoff P. Nigga had 39 points. He had eight points the next game, bro. I, I'm sick of niggas talking. 
No more talking from NBA players. All right. Um. So Sterling Brown, Shannon Brown cousin. No, that's his younger brother. Is is? Oh yeah, Shannon Brown younger brother. He Monica cousin. I hope not. Monica and Shannon married. They were used to be. Oh, more. No. Cousin by law, them yeah. used to be. Yeah. He got arrested like months ago. This is probably back in like January. Yeah. And uh, he just parked in a handicapped spot. Uh, six police officers came out there. One of them had a body cam. They then tased him to the ground. Just a real bad scene. Um, Lando, what's your thoughts on this situation? And, and how does this all reflect to even what's going on right now with the national anthem and the NFL and shit like that? Well, listen, Milwaukee has a rich history of racial profiling and uh, police brutality behavior. So I'm just going to put that out there. Like That, that city's been known for that for, for years. Mm-hmm. All they had to do was give them a ticket and go home. That was it. It just got escalated. I just think that anytime they see a, a strong young black male, they get intimidated, they get scared. There's no reason for six cops. You already got them cuffed. There's no reason to throw them down. No reason to tase them. All you had to do was give them a ticket and go on about your day. I just think it was a, it was cop intimidation. And the police chief came out. I think they suspended the officer. It, it was just a real bad look. He looked very unprofessional. And Sterling Brown looked like he was calm. Reserved. Answered the question. The cop looked out. He was all line. B. I think that this is is key example of what we've been arguing about as, as black people and what we saw the NFL players arguing about and what NBA players have a little bit more freedom to speak about is that the play, the playing field is not fair for us in the instance of where, let's say you're not necessarily trying to refute the law, but you just have an attitude about what's being done to you. You, you, you have some type of aggression. It doesn't have to be physically shown. Maybe in your tone, you they can't accept that. And it's like, I'm a human being, and you're talking crazy to me. Why do you expect me to just be here all nice? Like, hey, yeah, this guy's disrespecting me, and I should just... That's stupid. And it's an issue that we see with police officers because, A, there's a tendency for some of them to be racist who come in these communities, and they work in communities they don't actually live in, and they have some type of bias in how they view the, the, the citizens of those communities. And also, people don't really look at police officers as what it actually is. Is is. A person, it's a position that's supposed to be for the citizens. You like like the same thing as a fire, a fire, fireman. You know what I'm saying? You're not supposed to have an agenda or idea. It's not looked at as work. You're sacrificing what you do every day. You go out and you're for the people. You're supposed to be for us civilly and, and help out with what we need going on. Just like firemen. Firemen come out, they get called. They don't be like, oh, yeah, I need to break down this many fires. But you see police officers have quotas that they have to meet. That shit is stupid. It's not something that should be actually done. You call a police officer about a break-in, they ain't going to be over there for five hours. So shit like that don't make sense. And I think that's part of the problem where people look at being an officer as a job. It shouldn't really be that. That's not what it is. You should be somebody who almost, I don't really say, want to say a preacher, but just people who have more of a better moral code going into this, this, this situation where it's like you need to live a certain way, think a certain way, whereas you just like... How you have fucked up food at McDonald's? You just hiring anybody at McDonald's. They don't care about your shit. You hire anybody to be a police officer, you get instances like this where it's somebody who just got an attitude about not being respected. It's like you probably was a fucking dweeb in high school, and that's why you looking at me like this because you saying, oh, I got a badge and a gun. You going to respect me. No, motherfucker, I don't have to. I hear what you're saying. I'm applying. I don't, you know what I'm saying? I'm doing what you're asking me to do. That's it. This is as far as it should go. Write me my ticket. And if I'm angry about it, let me be angry about it. I'm not making a move towards you. I think that's just the bigger issue. Like you said, there's one person, he wasn't really being aggressive. He was complying with everything that was asked of him. 
but you still get six officers. You still get tasers. And as soon as he, you can clearly hear him saying, I don't have anything. I'm, I'm releasing the stuff back into my pocket so I can remove my hands, which is, I'm telling you what I'm doing. You see what the fuck I'm doing. You telling me what I'm doing. Why are you grabbing my hands? That doesn't make sense. Which is, you know what I'm saying? Just a, that's a stupid thing to go about, but none of that shit made sense to me. And we already knew what the outcome was going to be before they even released, released the video. You could just tell from the, the background of how the police tried to handle it at you first. You can tell by the way the Bucks yeah. even kept that shit like under wraps until like, like y'all, right. y'all gonna see. Yeah. This is the one. This, y'all, there's nothing you could, you can hide about this one. I think one, one of the biggest takeaways is like one of the, one of the big things that people always talk about in these police uh, brutality type cases and and police, you know, just using too much of their force, obsessive force. It's like, oh man, that's just the one cop. Well, on the video, it was about five of them niggas. So, <laughs> and nobody looked like they had a problem with what was going on. And so, you can't use the argument that like it's all just one bad apple. If it's just like, all right, who gonna stop the one bad apple? And it's not even just white cops. Yeah, it's black cops to do the same. It's like thing. if y'all not gonna stop the bad apple, then who? What it, does that make you a worse of an apple than the than the worser one? Yes, it make you just as rotten an apple like everybody else. So Milwaukee, I think the Bucks handled the situation pretty well. Sean Brown, of course, handled the situation pretty well. Um, it's just like you would think that the owners of these teams and stuff would put these actions into like more action because. They're, most of their players are black. This could happen to pretty much anybody on the on the roster of a basketball team that's not your star player. You would feel like, since this is an asset to your business, you would be more inclined as to put money towards things like police refinement or, or you know, situations like that, that that would make sense to be like, oh, wait, because th- this could be one of my guys anytime. Yeah. So Especially somebody like that who nobody will recognize on the street. Exactly. Nobody will recognize him on the street. But if he, I mean, you pay a nigga... Fifteen million dollars. You should hope that he not come to because he came to the game the next game. Then later that day with like bruises and shit all over his body, and he was just tased. I'm pretty sure that nigga had a terrible game. To be honest, he probably didn't play. he probably didn't play. But if he would have <laughs> played, he probably played ass. I mean, he playing ass anyway. His average for sure was fucked up. But it's like, hey man, you gotta. I think the owners need to be a, be a little bit more vocal about these situations. Not only that, I think that it's a better relationship where, not to say that I know the authenticity of this relationship, but kind of what we see with, with Robert Crabb and Meek Mill, where I don't necessarily know how much of this Robert Crabb has actually taken back, but the interviews that Meek has said where it's a, a give and take where he getting financial information and business advice from Robert Crabb, but on the, on the other end, he's enlightening him about stuff that black people go through. And this shit sounds crazy that people don't actually know this stuff is going on. But to the higher to the higher echelon, they might not see this stuff. If you getting driven around by people, you only handle your business a certain way, you live in a certain way, you might not see racial profile. You might not necessarily see the extremes of this shit. So you in a, a bubble in a box. Me and also kind of talked about this living your life a certain way and only getting certain information. Like on Twitter, if you only see one side or one point of view. You live your life a certain way. You might not be seeing this shit. So I think it's also onus on the players to have to explain and have these type of meetings and, and what we thought we were seeing from the NFL when they got, you know, gypped into taking that money so they stopped kneeling where it was supposedly meetings about refinement and what they were going to help with and all that other bullshit. I think that the NBA should definitely look into that too. Like, hey, this is what's going on. We want you to take action on this. I think the NBA does a way better job. I know, it's definitely, but yeah. just to Austin's point where it's, the Bucks took a strong stance already with this, the statement they made, how they backed them, yeah. everything. 
but there has to be something else. Like, it should be a further step where it's, so this shit don't happen again. Yeah, right, right, right. So it can't happen again. Right. And then, all right, so moving on to the NFL, because you see a lot of people talking about their national anthem situation. And what do you think of this whole situation about their their message about what's going to happen about the national anthem and kneeling or going into the locker room and shit like that? I just think Roger Goodell and the NFL, they, they dropped the ball on it again. They, they look very unorganized. Oh, and, and for the record, for the people who don't know, NFL released a statement saying this year um, players either had the option of staying in the locker room like they did before 2009 or going out and – but they if they go out, they have to stand for national anthem or they will be fined a certain amount of money. So Yeah, I mean, like I said, I just feel like the NFL, just, they, just, they dropped the ball on it. They look very disorganized. It just looked like it's, it's no leadership. And it looked like from Roger Goodell comments, he's trying to plead both sides of it. Like I said, before 2009, they always stayed in the locker room before. It wasn't until the, the Army started to pay the NFL, give them money so they can start promoting it and, you know, put out the national anthem. I think they're at a point now that they have to do like the NBA does. The NBA, they make the players stand, but they let players use their platform to open up to speak how they want to. And that's the problem with Roger Goodell. He just wants to control, or, or the NFL, all the owners. They want to control it. They want it to be nothing but football. They want nothing but football. Nobody can have a platform. Nobody can be an outliner. They just want you to be a robot. And I think that's that's what's hurting the league. I think the thing is, though, because we see message from the 49ers saying they didn't vote. And we got the Jets owner, the co-owner talking about, you know, he'd pay for all fines. I don't, Roger Goodell, he said that it was a unanimous decision. But when you got people saying shit like this, it doesn't It was probably unanimous in a room as big as this. Yeah. His eight dudes who he fuck with on the owner, on the owner panel was like, hey, look, I got this thing I'm trying to pass right now. You fucking with it? You fucking with it. Why is Roger Goodell lying? Bro, because he's trying to figure out a reason why the NFL is losing money. It's not the anthem. It's the badass Thursday night games. It's the watered-down product. I think it's just... It's the oversaturation of I think, the sponsorship. I think, truthfully, I think the NFL, they try to expand too much. And sometimes you get to a bubble in your, in your thing. Yo, yeah. Your sport gets to a bubble. It's like, all right, this is your peak. And you want to go higher. Like Facebook. Facebook cannot get any bigger. It just has to start opening up in different so avenues. Go down from here. That's what I'm saying. It, it got to open up different avenues. It got to start doing different stuff. The NFL got to be able to op- open its doors broader and stuff like that. And honestly... I just think they focusing on the wrong issues. I think I'm not gonna say that nobody was talking about the flag because I, you know, nobody I know was talking about the flag. But it probably was people that still complaining like, you know, I'm not gonna watch the game because they're not standing for that. It probably was, even though it didn't look like it for months. Nobody said anything about the shit, but I don't know. I man. think what I feel like that shit was all like Lando said. That didn't make sense. The same black people that was talking about they wasn't gonna watch it because niggas was getting yeah, in trouble for them. them they still watched it. Yeah, and I feel like on the same side, the white people say oh, I ain't going to watch no fucking games. They still went to the game. They still went to the game. <laughs> and it's like, but it's like, why did they really? They care more about why the did fans. you hone in on that side yeah. than the other they one? Both more. of it was fake news. Yeah. Nobody stopped watching the game. The only <laughs> reason they stopped watching is like Lando said, these badass games we watch. Yeah, I think the product is just. The product gets so much worse, and they just trying to lash out at they different things. They don't know what to do. To you taking a, you adding these targeted hit, you adding these targeted penalties. You taking away certain hidden boxes. You 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 finna fuck up kickoffs where you might as well just make that bitch a throw off like we do in the hood. You might as well just <laughs> throw it down because niggas can't yeah, kick on the street. You know what I'm saying? It's just so many things where they're not putting the right plans in play. You don't have like like Austin said. You get to a bubble where we had. The rules set from maybe the 70s down, and it lasted this long, and there was a little bit of switches here and there, but everything kind of stayed the same, and it was a good product. 
People enjoyed it. Then CTE came and the shit turned funny. People tried to figure this out. We started having blown out ass knees. People, we wanted a better, we wanted to see our players last a little bit longer. And now they had a bubble where it's like, we need the next step. I think it's, and the NFL, it's just too many problems going on with it. Yeah. It's too many, because, you know, uh, a story came out the other day that Brent Favre went to rehab three times. Now never he got spoke op- of that shit. Never spoke of that shit. So it's like, you got opioid addiction, which is something that I feel like they can actually talk about. In a, in a smart way, they could comment on opioid addiction and, and, and combat that shit, unlike how they tried to do domestic violence. But they could have did domestic violence a different way. They got too many problems that's going on. You with got motherfuckers, could... you, you got so many, way more issues with the contracts than you do in the NBA. You don't, it's the buyouts and people don't want to come to come to practice it's and too shit much, like that. It's too much underneath that goes on to leading up to a Sunday of a good NFL game, which just makes you like, hey, I don't even know if I like this shit like that. Like, I don't I'm I'm digging too deep, and not you know not the gambling state gambling might be legalized. That could help them because it's gonna make. I mean, this is more of an NBA problem, but it's gonna make people care more about an NFL game than probably what they used to because you got money on it. But it's just too much under shit that's going on. Where it's like fucking. I I think the customer experience at a game to me is awful. I hate going to football games. Yeah, people are loud. It's to be drunks. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna call it gentrification, but I'm priced out of a football game. I can't go and feel like I got $120 worth of game. No, I definitely I, didn't. And especially when you go, because, I mean, you see the Falcons cutting down the prices and stuff I like that. I think the Ravens are following suit. But if I go to a, a Lions game, I'm paying like $15 to eat. And I'm already paying $70 to go sit in like the third, 30, 300 section. And although they might be the best team in Detroit, that's probably the worst fan experience you're going to get. You yeah. can have much better fun at the Pistons, or especially a Tigers game. They suck. <laughs> yeah, and they suck. And so yeah. it's like when you, when you feel like you're being priced out the games, you, you can't even really have a good time and join the NFL because you can't even really buy the jerseys. They all $100. And it's like kind of suck, too. And they kind of suck. So it's like, damn, I kind of want to support this nigga, but I don't just have $100 I want to spend on a Russell Wilson jersey. Yeah, just. Like you said, they, they definitely out, outpriced, the, outpriced their customers, and they just oversaturated the market. It's just, it's just way it, – it's too much. It's like football. it's not enough football now, but then when it comes football season, it's just like, man, yeah. I'm, I'm good on this. Or like – the game of the week is usually a game I don't give a fuck about. The 425 game is always some bullshit. The, the Sunday night game, damn near a blowout. It's just too much nuance that's in the NFL that they should be worrying about, but instead they're worrying about niggas kneeling for the national anthem. Yeah, they, they, they try to they try to focus on one thing that's bad, but it's, it's a, it's a hundred of things. Like I said, the contract situation is, is probably the worst. Yeah. Because now it's like you you realize one of your favorite players ain't getting paid shit. It's like he's not coming back. Yeah, that's like, you can't even be a real big fan of some niggas. Like, damn, he might not even play for the Lions next year. That's fucked up. Oh, so shout out. Shout out Shake My Ass. You got any shout outs, Linda? You know what? Shout out to Michael B. Jordan, man. I just watched that uh, that 50, 451. Fahrenheit. Fahrenheit, yeah. That was the book. It was yeah. good. I heard it was ass. Mm-mm, no, it was it was good. <laughs> 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 he had to think like, no, mm, mm, might have been ass. No, sure. No, no, that sound like what a nigga say when something was ass. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 that wasn't ass. That shit wasn't ass. I can't really take uh, Twitter and people talking like people. They just say whatever. No, it was a good movie. Oh, uh, anything else? Um, that might be that might be it for me, man. You know, uh, you know, Jack Johnson got pardoned today, so. I guess, yeah, I guess it's a shout out, man. Yeah, shout that shit out. You say, hey, shout out, Jack. That's a shake in my head. That's a ploy. <laughs> he tried to use him as a, as he a, did, a get over scam. He did. <laughs> like, and Deontay Wilder was standing right next to him. Yeah. I was just like, damn, Wilder, they got you that. right there. But hey, 
They got that, but no, I really got too much shaking my head. Uh, B? Shit. Shout outs. Shout out to the NBA. Kind of rigging this shit, man. Try to make this into some good series, man. Try to make this shit more watchable. It was a Get point. somebody to think think some good shit about to happen for their teams. It was know, a point hopes in, the, uh, in, the, in the Warriors game where I, the refs didn't know who the chief on. They don't know who was paying, them, right. who paying us the most money on the table. So I think that's a shout out. The NBA got the, the, the viewership good right now. People happy about watching playoff games. For the majority of this playoffs, this has been pretty competitive to, to say the least. You know, the West... Had some disappointments, you know, Lando niggas, the Thunder, they, they show their ass. But it's been a decent viewership. If I had to shake my head, man, partially at that shit you was just talking about, man, Donald Trump just, he, he needs to stop talking. And I'm just still shaking my head continuously at motherfuckers voting him in. That shit's crazy. And also, since we're on the topic of boxing, and I don't really do too much boxing talking, but I'm shaking my head at Anthony Joshua Courtside at the Warriors game, game four, eating popcorn, offering popcorn to, to Reggie Miller instead of answering them damn questions about Deontay Wilder. I ain't even no big boxer dude. But why the fuck is you ducking Deontay yeah, Wilder? Shaking my head. Shaking my head. Shake my head at Chris Webber and Reggie Miller, man. Oh, big time. Yeah, they're awful. Man. That ain't even no. That's some shit. I don't fuck with Chris Webber consistently. And, and you can see when Draymond got dunked on, his beef with Draymond came out of it. He just Whoa. wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like, bro, you still talking eight minutes later. Let that shit go. You, you mad because this nigga, you he ain't got, got no rings, bro. <laughs> he got booed. You should have dunked on motherfucking horse. <laughs> Like, 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 he got a, a raise because of cheating referees. Let's, let's get that going. Look, that's in the, yeah. it's in the past, bro. Let that shit go. Um, I'm gonna shout, shout out the Caps, bro. It's the Caps year. I told Lando, bum ass. It was the Caps year. And shout out to Vegas, man. I don't even. Fight. I think I might watch the series. For all the people that Hockey don't just know, got a fan. Yeah, for all the people who don't know what he's talking about, he's talking about the Washington Capitals, Capitals and the and Vegas the Los- Knights, the Golden Knights, Golden Knights. Vegas. Golden nobody Knights. knows the hockey teams besides the Red Wings and the Penguins. And the Blue Leafs. And the Black And Rose. the Maple Leafs. Yeah, Avalanche. Yeah. And, uh... <laughs> that was like the real Wings. And the Black... Oh, you said bro. the Black Hawks, right? Yeah. yeah. We in Orlando when I was like five? Yeah. I didn't know nothing about you back then. Yeah, man. Shout out to the Caps, man. You talking about some Steve Eisenman. It wasn't hey, like shout to Chris Tellios type shit. I don't know nothing yeah. about that shit. Shout out to Steve Eisenman. Caps here, man. We getting it in. We. I'm a Capitals fan right now, though. We getting it in. We here to win. They got Alexander Ovechkin, so I'm rocking. Yeah. I don't know nobody on the Golden Knights, but I know Ovechkin. Yeah. If Sidney Crosby ain't in the game, I'm rooting for Ovechkin. The only two hockey players I know. So somebody I'm told me. Oh, somebody Crosby. told me I couldn't speak bad about the NHL because they got a first year team in the finals. The fuck does that mean? <laughs> no, that I I'm actually kind of skeptical. I don't like that though <laughs> because they didn't go through no struggle, man. The fan base just they spoiled. Off rip, off rip, man. You think it's a little in that year one NHL finals to get the They try to tap that base before the Raiders get there. We try to make that a hockey town. I don't know. We ain't talking about the Raiders, but I don't know if John Gruden going to make that shit work. No, he definitely not. No, he still got that. Traded for Christian Hackenberg. He got a 90-96 football team in the year 2018. He probably going to have a fullback. I'm pretty sure John John Gruden has a fullback in his offense. You crazy? You know how talented Mike Alstott was? He for choking the fool. That was my dog on that hill, too. So Mike Alstott is coming it's, back. It's about to be a lot of two-yard gains on that Raiders offense, though, to keep Derek Carr on the field. Oh, we got new Pusha T dropping or already dropped. New ASAP Rocky. That's two artists that so, I was somewhat of a fan I of. I kind of want to ask you about the Pusha T because I heard, like, the Drake this 
track today. I guess he responded. I, I still think two birds, one stone better. But he's he's talking about like you know that like they've been going back and forth for like a, like a while. So where do you gauge a push to see? Is he like kind of clout chasing or is he? I don't think he clout chasing. I think that both these niggas just kind of like it's, it's just one of them beefs where it's like. It's some shit that's underlying. Like almost they could be in the same room, might dap each other up, and you know these two niggas don't like some shit you probably saw in high that's school. Kind of, that's that's kind of like what he said. He like I don't have no problem with them. It's just like we just jab each other yeah. like back and forth. And that's kind of like, like almost that's two like. niggas who own opposite sides of a clique. Like you know what I'm saying? You got two people kind of see themselves as the leader of this clique. Like oh you know I'm maybe I'm we a, a clique of hoopers, a clique of football players. I think I'm the best. You think you the best? We got different styles. It's kind of clashing. Some people side with me. Some people side with you in it. Some what causes friction within the clique, but it's not really a problem. Like, niggas kind of looking at it like, oh, all right, they talking again. They button heads again. But it just seemed lame because neither one of them will dive into Like, it's almost one of the times, like, just niggas start arguing. It's like, bro, fight already. Like, I don't, I don't want to just yeah. hear this, this back and forth. Just go at it and finish it. And I don't know. Push it. I fuck with the diss. I think that the bars that I heard was cool and subtle. Pusha got a nice little style to him where he, he drops shit in smoothly. Only thing I, I had an issue with Pusha kind of saying was he went on Andrew Martinez and talking about Kanye. And he tried to back him a little bit. Like, you know, the messages he's saying, like, it's it's in the music. He on some next level shit, like, but it's in the music. And he I think he can convey it a little bit better than it's in the music. And I think the niggas around Kanye need to tell that nigga, you tripping. Like, I'm tired of people calling him a genius and people backing up. Cause, I feel like the shit he's saying so asinine, it can't be no intelligence behind this shit. Yeah. I don't give a fuck if you sitting in a, on a couch instead of hearing it on TV. He still sounds stupid. And was trying to tell me, like, maybe he just misinformed. I'm like, nah, he just dumb. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> he just dumb. Big Sean and all them other good music people, like, hey, bro, you can help me with this album, but you stupid, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Some less than telling nigga. What, what about stupid. the Pussy album cover? I heard it was like Whitney Houston bathroom. It's a picture of her bathroom, all the drugs and shit was on there. I mean, Pushes a drug enthusiast, not necessarily enthusiast, but you know, model himself in the, the image of. See that become like a, a, you know, kind of like a phase now. Cause like I mean, like a fad. Like you just seen the with the J Cole shit about drugs. Uh, Nah, but I'm just saying, a drug pusher, not a drug user. Now talking about alcohol and drug, like I just don't want that just to become like a. I mean, if anybody becoming this, them two niggas. I mean, push have been doing. It's for sure a gender rap going on right now, man. And you know, it's it's a it's a lane for shit like that. But I heard a nigga who didn't know nothing about music. He came up to me at work. He's like, "Hey, what's that? What's the song I keep playing on the in the playoffs? Like, what you mean? Tell me, go count it up, count it up." That shit's terrible, man. Yes, I want to like, turn that off. I'm like, I'm like, that's J Cole. You're like, that's J Cole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all gets trash. I'm like, look, I, I don't know what you creating. Sounds like a Caucasian. <laughs> <laughs> that's good Caucasian. Yeah, but that's it. Yeah, that's it. That's it, man. Uh, next week we got Sweet Tooth. We got Austin, Shaq, and Iron coming on, man, to talk about they they new cartoon Sweet Tooth. Yeah. Dropping soon. Be out on the lookout. Be on the lookout for the teaser dropping tomorrow. I think I it. I, I seen the teaser already. It's like a thirty it's second. A oh, okay, it dropped already. It then. dropped already. Watch that. And um, yeah, just uh, you know, tune in next week. We'll have them on. We'll probably be talking sports, and we'll we'll have a nice nice interview about the show. So, uh, peace out. Hope you enjoy, and see you guys later. <laughs>